The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The Joint Mega Picks podcast for the final time this year. Man, sad. Maybe the final time ever. Dr. Doom strikes again. If Jimmy Garoppolo's not dead, he'll be the starting quarterback <laughs> of the 49ers. <laughs> if Florio and Sims are not dead, they will do more podcasts next year. Breaking news, we're not dead. We're here. here. Seven months later. Back, baby, with the Joint Mega Picks podcast. And, and, and... As folks who visit ProFootballTalk.com will see, now the official PFT picks. No more me versus Michael David Smith. It's just going to be our scores. i got to write up something. I don't know what. All people care about is the scores. Yeah, right. But I right. will do a post with the video from the full episode and your scores, my scores, weekly records, etc. And Damn, I better we, we show still, up. I better, I better play good here. to get... And I don't know who the big accounting firms are anymore. They all kind of go away or merge. It used to be the big eight, the big six, big four, whatever. But we need an official accounting firm to check Pete's work. Oh, definitely. Because that's one thing that we've learned. Suspect. Pete does not do a good job of keeping track (laughs) of who won and who lost. And we catch him in... In midweek, and you have to be ready for it. You have to do your own math. You have to do your own work. You, you did it. Him. You were good. We you caught, caught it. I'm not good at and catching I've also, it. And right. I've also caught him right. in ways that would have helped me to keep my mouth shut. Right. Remember? I've done that at least once. What do you mean, helped you? Like, if oh, I just you did. My, like, hey, Pete's yeah. mistake. Yeah. Bank error in my favor. Right. I'll just keep my mouth shut. It's like, no, Pete. You were. You See, were fair. I enjoy, you were fair. I enjoy being able to bust on Pete more than I enjoy on well, he just said no, in my ear, he goes, if the guy can screw up the Oscars, then he can screw up counting on our, on our podcast. No, if the accounting firm can screw up the Oscars. Exactly. That's right, the right, thing. Right, so yeah. we, can't trust, we can't trust anybody. <laughs> just trust us. 
and then you'll be fine. But don't listen to what our picks are because you won't make much money. Damn, you you're gonna. Do. So I'm on on the. I'm gonna be on the PFT website this year. Yeah. You're gonna be putting my picks on blast yes. in print with the video attached. That yes. puts a little more pressure on the situation, especially you're, since last year you kind of dominated things. Yeah, but you know how it goes. One good year, one bad year. I'm expecting to yield the crown this year. But last here, year, here he is, Dr. Doom year, dooming really, himself. I'm really expecting not to, to be good. Both of those pictures. <laughs> I think I was 12 in the one on the left. Surely I've been photographed at some point in a non-ugly way in the last 12 years. Mm, yeah, debatable. Not that that's a debatable. We'll research either. that. We'll research. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, best bets. I barely won best bets. Yeah. And our, we were horrible on best bets. Right. Horrible. Right. Just do the opposite of our best bets, and you'll win money. So, <laughs> well, right. I made a comeback. I was strong in the playoffs. Great in the playoffs. Right. 12-1 and one in the playoffs. I was proud of myself there. I had picked the Chiefs before the season to win the Super Bowl. Not like I was going on a limb, but still got it right. So I had something to build on. I'm like the Detroit Lions of this new upcoming season. I ended strong. We'll see if I can carry it over. Or maybe the bullseye or the pressure will get to me here. But you made it to the playoffs, unlike the Lions. You <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have qualified for the playoffs yeah. under the standard yeah, that was no. set during the regular season. No, All I right, not. so this year, by the way, you can play along with us, which introduces a new level of potential shame where all the folks out there who currently email me to say how much better their picks are than mine anyway, right. this is a way to prove it. DraftKings has set up a free $1,000 Florio and Sims pick em pool. Pick every game against the spread for a chance at a $1,000 prize pool every week. Download the DraftKings app, click on the pools tab, and enter free the $1,000 Florio and Sims pick em pool to make your picks or visit DraftKings.com pools. And just like us, you must enter all picks before kickoff of the Thursday no night game. No cheating you here. Lock in Thursday. Can't wait till Monday to do the Monday game. You got to make all your picks. And I understand today. this, right? This is your thousand dollars you're putting up for this. No, it's or coming what? out of your. Oh. It's coming out of your. <laughs> I got a, a negative Ghost Rider. It's coming okay. out of your makeup budget. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I know. We, we've we've witnessed how much it takes to completely slather it all over your forehead. So <laughs> yeah, there's a big a makeup lot. budget for yeah, Chris Sims. Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know where the thousand's coming from, but uh, it's not coming from from either of us. So let's get right to it. Yeah, let's do it. We've talked all week long about the Lions and the Chiefs starting the season off. Tonight, the Chiefs are four-and-a-half-point favorites, thanks in part to the uncertainty with Travis Kelsey, the absence of Chris Jones. The line had opened at six-and-a-half for the Chiefs, obviously given to the Lions. Over under a 53, that's the highest of the week. I will give you the honors of the first person to either go out on a limb or go with the chalk. Right. Who do you like tonight, Chiefs? Hosting line. Well, it is a scary matchup, right? I mean, we, we talk about this all the time. Of course, I believe the Chiefs are, like, better in, in totality. But the Lions pose some real problems to them in the X's and O's department, right? We, we've hit it on a PFT. The Lions offensive line, no Chris Jones. Damn, th th that's going to be an issue. You know, I think the Chiefs are going to have to compromise, you know, a little bit of how they play and probably be extra aggressive, probably pay man-to-man. -man. Like, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm not going down to – oh, I'm going to let Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery just bleed us out to death here and five yards here, eight yards here, five yards here, and Jared Goff and company go on a 10-play, you know, eight-minute drive. I, 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 that would not be how I would envision the Chiefs doing it. The Chiefs do have good corners. We know that. I will also say the Lions, on top of that, 
This is where I, I go, this is an interesting part. Who, who are we scared of on the Lions in the pass game? That's the one thing I'm going to bring up a little bit tonight even on our pregame show. Right? I know we got Amon Ross St. Brown, but Chiefs, they do a creative thing or two to kind of slow him down. Who's the other guy that's capable of striking fear into the Chiefs' defense? We know Jameer Gibbs, the running back, can be that type of guy. Where's he at in the offense? How much is he going to use him? I don't know. So, you know, I think that's an interesting angle. The other side of the ball is also interesting just because the, the, the Chiefs' offensive line we know is special. Pacheco's real at running back. Great game planning. Who's the Lions player that can get pressure or go above and beyond the scheme? It was the worst defense in football last year. Yeah, they made some improvements to the secondary. Travis Kelsey, I do believe, is going to play. Yeah, he probably won't be 100%, but we've talked about it. I think we got good info that he's heading in that direction. And I'm a believer in the, the weapons and the other receivers the Chiefs have. So... You want me to make the pick right now, or do you want to talk a little bit? Go ahead. Tell me your pick. I'm taking Chiefs here. I'm taking the Chiefs. I can't do it. I won't be able to live myself this weekend if I go out on a limb and go, well, I'm going to be cool and pick the Lions. A lot of Lions fans around. There is a lot of Lions fans, but, you know, we're in Kansas City, and it's the motherfucking Chiefs, and it's Patrick Mahomes unveiling the, the, the banner tonight. This energy, I don't think the Lions are going to be quite ready for this bullseye on their back. I'm going to go Chiefs 35-27. Something the Chiefs are getting this year that they didn't get three years ago when they won their first Super Bowl in 50 years, a chance to have the big celebration because it was the pandemic with a very limited group of people in the stadium that night that they beat the Houston Texans. The team at home, the team that won the Super Bowl, has a very good track record in these games. There is a level of energy and excitement that I think is difficult for the road team to match. And the Lions are going to have to come to Kansas City at some point. You may as well get it out of the way early. You get a chance yeah, to maybe catch them by world. surprise. Right. And I, I keep going back to no Chris Jones and no Travis Kelsey. Right. How much does that change things? Does that cause me to think the Lions could win the game? And Yes, but I'm not willing to go that far. Yeah, and, and what right. I did, and before I get to that, before I get to that, we talked earlier today on PFT Live about the Chiefs, the one game where they had Patrick Mahomes and they didn't have Travis Kelsey. Yeah. December 26, 2021, Kelsey had COVID. Mahomes distributed the ball to 10 different targets with nine different players making catches. Mahomes also had no rush attempts that game because one of the things we said is, hey, without Kelsey, he's going to run around by time, and if it's not there, he's going to take off. Now, you take off against the Steelers, I think that's there's maybe a reason why I didn't take off. Sure. The Steelers don't mess around when the quarterback becomes a running back. Mike Tomlin has them understanding you, you don't go easy on the quarterback when he takes off. But we'll see what happens tonight. If Mahomes runs more or if he distributes the ball. I think if Kelsey plays, he's probably, I mean, we know he's not 100%. How much are they going to activate him into the full passing game? Yeah, right. And, and I still hold out the possibility that we're going to find out at some point before tonight that he's come to the conclusion on his own. It's not prudent. Yeah. I want to play. Right. It's the first game of the season. It's a real Big possibility, game. sure. It's the night that I missed three years ago because we didn't have fans here for the, the hanging of the banner. But with or without him, I'm with you. Yeah. Chiefs. But you pick the Chiefs to cover. And what I did, we had breakfast, peel back the curtain, we had breakfast after the morning show, and I was waiting for Chris. Not that I'm complaining, because I got down there before you did. That's yeah, how it worked. Yeah. And so I said, I'm going to make use of the time. I started going through the schedule, and, I, you know, for me, what works best, I look at the game, 
Because we think about it and talk about it all the time. You can, you can I don't overthink need to sit down. it, overtalk yeah, it. I don't need to right. sit down and get a microscope and, you know, and, and, and weigh out probabilities and run numbers. You just, when you spend all your time thinking about it and talking about it, you just get a gut feeling, and I've always trusted it. So for this one, 27-23 Chiefs is the number that came to me. Yeah. That's the Lions covering by a half point right. at a four-and-a-half-point spread. But I'm sticking with 27-23. It's the under, if anyone cares, over-under, who knows. Every once in a while, we get a strong feeling over-under, and every once in a while, that Week strong feeling is Week one's scary right. in that department. Yeah, you just don't know how people are going to come out of right. the gates, especially exactly. offenses. But I got 27-23, and you've got 35-27. Yep. We both like the Chiefs. I've got the Lions covering by a half point. All right, on to Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern. The Panthers at the Falcons. A couple of teams with some major changes. Bryce Young playing quarterback for Carolina. Desmond Ritter, the second-year guy, taking over with Bijan Robinson and plenty of other weapons. Home team in a divisional game. There's a lot of pressure. You don't want to lose that game because you got to go play that team later in the year. You get swept. All of a sudden, much more difficult to win the division. So extra pressure on the Falcons. Three-and-a-half-point favorites are Atlanta. 39-and-a-half over under what do you think of this one? Yeah, this, this is, um, you know, one, I, I, I'm, I'm on the Falcons bandwagon a little bit, right? Uh, I, I'm picking them to go to the playoffs. I picked them to win the NFC South, right? I, I know Desmond Ritter certainly the big question mark there. I wish I would have got to see him more, you know, more playing time in the preseason, but they opted to kind of not take that route, along with a lot of their new cast of characters. You've heard me say, I think the Falcons are one of the teams that won the offseason, between the draft, free agency, they really improved their football team. They were a 7-10 and 10 football team to begin with. And now I go, ooh, wait, they had the meat and potatoes. Like the Lions, even have a better offensive line than that. This is definitely in the conversation for one of the best offensive lines in football. You add B. John Robinson to the mix here, right? They've added some defensive players and free agency that I'm excited about. Uh, it, you know, I wish, like I said, I got to see more of it in the preseason. But I think also, I believe, I think not only system, Arthur Smith, the talent Atlanta has on both sides of the ball. The Panthers, you know, it, it, to me, it's almost, it's not a rebuild. It's a, they're restarting things here. Frank Reich's playing a new offense that he's not really played behind Bryce Young. The offensive line didn't look great. There's not a ton of weapons on the outside that really scare you. You know, this Carolina Panthers defense is good. There's the Brian Burns situation. Is he playing this weekend? There's a few other injuries or people banged up there. I'm going to play and ride the wave of the Falcons, you know, having the energy of the newness of their football team here. I'm going to go 24-16 Falcons. Falcons win, Falcons cover with that three-and-a-half-point spread. Look, I think that it's important to play Bryce Young to let him go through his growing pains and work toward his ceiling, whatever it may be. But there will be growing pains. Yes. This is an adjustment. First game in the NFL. And I don't care about who the opponent is. It's NFL caliber defense. He got banged around a little bit in the preseason. The Falcons have been just on the fringes of relevance the past couple of years. You think of the Falcons and think, oh, they've been terrible. No, they haven't been. And with each passing year, they're eradicating more and more of the demons of 28-3. to Right, right. And I think with B. John Robinson in a position to begin to turn things around. And this is another one of those, and it's, it's going to look like I'm trying to weasel here and play both sides of my mouth because the number that came to me. Now, I knew the Chiefs-Lions spread at 4.5 when 27-23 came to me. I didn't know this spread. I wasn't looking at yeah. it. I got 30 to 27 Falcons Look at over you Panthers. threading the needle. So, you always accuse me of the needle. I know, I know, I know. But that's just the number that came to me. This week, I'm trusting the first number that comes to me, and the first number that came to me was 30 to 27. Okay, so, good. So you're, you can Panthers be that cover, guy. 
Falcons win. All right, we'll see so, how that works for I, you. I usually get screwed over I by know. that. Texans-Ravens, biggest spread of the week, 10 points for Baltimore. No surprise, another team breaking in a new quarterback in C.J. Stroud, and the Ravens are the Ravens. They're at home. 44 is the over-under. You're probably going to pick the Ravens. When you got the Ravens to be the one seed. Yeah. If you got the Ravens to be the one seed, you right. don't have them losing to the Texans no, week one at home. Exactly right. Uh, you know, the, uh, this is not the team you want to start out against if you're a rookie quarterback. You know, rookie quarterback – no superstar receiver where you can go, ooh, you know, if they blitz me or do stuff like this, I got this guy in one-on-one matchups, okay? Offensive line in, in uh, Houston, not at full strength, right? Titus Howard just put on IR here this week as well. They've been dealing with some issues there. You know, defensively, I know they'll be better on that side of the ball, but still, you know, I got to see it to believe it. It is a new scheme and everything like that. And I just think Baltimore is primed and ready to go. I think Baltimore quietly could have gone to the Super Bowl last year if they had a healthy Lamar Jackson. You know that. I don't think he's ever had weapons around him this good. I think the contract takes pressure off of him. There's a new look to the offense that the Texans aren't going to be able to prepare for totally. I think that plays in their advantage. Baltimore, to me, is one of the best teams in the AFC. So, yeah, I'm going to go Baltimore in this one 31-10. to Ravens I got 34 to 13 I think we both see the Ravens having an easy way with the Texans to get started tougher games are looming but the schedule makers gave them a fairly easy beginning to the season and they get to build some confidence in the new offense and that's valuable confidence leads to more confidence and if you can get off to a good start guys buy in they say hey this is working we're going to study it even harder we're going to try even more and it grows and it grows and it grows so off to a good start for the ravens Bengals at the browns Bengals two and a half point favorites over under 48 and a half joe burrow has struggled with the browns the calf injury is fine whether he gets a new contract or not he doesn't seem to care can he go to cleveland with the ultimate wild card team and wild card player, the Browns and quarterback Deshaun Watson, we don't know what we're going to get. Can the Bengals beat him? It, that's, what we're going to get is the question to me as far as – excuse me. Bless you. Okay. God bless me. Thank you. Um, that felt good. But either way, the, the, the Browns, what are we going to get on that offensive side of the ball? How far are they going to get away from running the ball and kind of being what they were the last few years? Uh, there, there's a lot of talk of that. You know, there's people around the NFL who were at Cleveland's practices quite often, and they said things weren't always executing at the highest level when it came to the passing game and what they saw in practice. That concerns me a little. I know Deshaun Watson's going to be a lot better this year. Does that mean it's going to be a lot better week one? I'm not sure about that either. Defensively, it's Jim Schwartz, right? There's a different look on that side of the ball. Denzel Ward, I think there's questions about his health for the game, right? You know, I... I'm excited about Dalvin Tomlinson in the middle and Miles Garrett and uh, Zadarius Smith on the edge to where that, that could be a problem. But I, I look at the Bengals as being really one of the better rosters in football. I think the only thing that gives me any trepidation at all is just like what you said, is Burrow hasn't practiced or didn't get to play at all. But the Bengals, to me, got something going, a culture, whatever. They got it all going. And I'm going to ride with this one. I think this game's close. I don't think they win this easy. But I'm going to have them covering the spread. I'm going to go 24-21 Bengals. So you have the, yes, the Bengals covering by a half point. I got Bengals 24-17. So we're in the same ballpark, the same mindset, the same thought process. Even though we did see the Bengals lose last 
year yeah. to start the season, and I picked them to lose at home. And I remember Steelers. thinking, what the hell is wrong with right. you? But between the Steelers and Burrow missing all that time, yeah, it took a, a lot of stuff. And a bad call on the goal line and all yeah. that. But, yeah, yeah, I, ho- I don't think we're going to see that Joe Burrow. I hope not at least. And maybe yeah. they learned from that last year. we got to be extra on guard right. of not having Burrow ready to go. we got to plan a little harder. Everybody else has to step up. You yeah. can't expect Burrow to walk in exactly. and be Just the star, over. especially given – that he's historically struggled for whatever reason against the Browns. Okay, we move on to the Jaguars and the Colts. The Jaguars, the best team in the division, arguably. Titans fans get upset when you say that, but the Jaguars won it last year. Titans had their chance, and the Titans blew it. Colts trying to turn things around. They've got the whole Jonathan Taylor vibe, which has made them, in my mind, sink a little bit. Jaguars favored by five in Indy. 45-and-a-half is the over-under. What say you? Yeah, the the future is bright in Indianapolis. There is a lot to like about the defensive side of the football. Uh, you know, Gus Bradley, what he's done on that side there. They, I mean, they're, they're an impressive. They don't mess up much. They know all the rules and what they're supposed to do on that side of the ball. I think there's a part of me still that, you know, the Colts are one of those teams on the defensive side of the ball. I go, ooh, do they have enough guys? Do they have a guy that can go above and beyond? I know they signed Samson Ekubon to be, you know, uh, another pass rusher opposite of Quiddy Pay and all that. Uh, but, but I think, you know, a defense that's good but maybe lacks superstar power, an offense that same type of thing. I love Alec Pierce. I love Michael Pittman Jr., but I think we both know that they're not guys that are going to go like 70 yards to the house. That's not what they are. They're more 10- and 12-yard you know, reception-type guys. And it's Anthony Richardson, who we saw in preseason game number three. The word raw all hit us all in the face. It was preseason game number three. They were playing against third stringers with the Philadelphia Eagles, and he was 6-for-18, right? So he's not going to be ready for prime time here. And the Jags are legit across the board. So I'm going to take the Jaguars to win this one. I'm going to go 27-17 Jags to pull off the win. Are you looking at my phone? I'm not, I swear. Are you looking at my phone? I'm going. Here, I don't, don't look even... at the other scores. Can you see the score? I there? don't want to look at the other right. scores. Don't Jaguars, Colts, 27-17. Wow, damn it. Yeah. This, see, and either we both know what we're talking about or we really do spend too much time well, we've had a full offseason talking about all this crap. But, so, but look, the yeah. Jaguars, and, and I've been saying this a lot lately, they should be getting the same kind of buzz and hype that the Lions are getting. Yeah, should be getting more. They, should be, they, they did more than the Lions yeah, last year. They got Trevor Lawrence. They Morris. made it to the playoffs. They won. Right. They should have that vibe. They should have that, that sizzle, and they don't. And Calvin so. Ridley, let's not just forget that. What does he bring to the table? And, you know, Trevor Lawrence is – it's about to be – it's next level. We saw at the end of the year, and he's going to be one of these guys that is going to be a top-five quarterback in football for a long time here going forward. All right, Buccaneers at the Vikings. They Arr, once got together week lady. one in Minnesota in Randy Moss's first game ever back in 1998 when Ooh. Tony Dungy was coaching the Bucks, and his attitude was – we need Moss to prove that he can do it. And he did it with two touchdowns that day in September of 1998. I remember it like it was yesterday, and here we are 25 years later. So, Bucks back in Minnesota. Vikings with the throwbacks, honoring Bud Grant. Wow. First game of the season. Kirk Cousins maybe even oh, working Kirk on Tuesday Cousins. this week. So do you like maybe he worked on Tuesday one? this week. You want me to go first? You have to go first. Right. It's the right. fucking Vikings. Right. My son squad. is so nervous about this game because he knows if the Vikings cannot beat the Buccaneers week one, it's over. It's done. And it may be done anyway. It may be done next Thursday night when they play the Eagles in Philly. There's, this is just one of those that 
it's tailor-made for the Vikings to win. Just like a playoff game is tailor-made for the Vikings to lose, this is perfect textbook. Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison making his debut, Alexander Madison as the top running back, Brian Flores with creative uses of a defense that can't be any worse than last no, year. Right. Baker Mayfield was in that weird quarterback competition that went on longer than it should. What's Rasheed White going to do as the top running back? The offensive line's banged up. Ryan Jensen's on IR. Tristan Wirfs has had a hard time going from the right side to the left side. I, this just adds up to me. All things considered, this is a game the Vikings have to win if they have any hope whatsoever this year. They only have eight home games. This is the year where AFC teams have nine, NFC teams have eight. You can't blow this one to a division rival, not a division rival, used to be a division rival, yeah. a conference rival, Old a team you days. may be competing with for, a, who knows, maybe a wild card berth, who knows. Vikings 31, Buccaneers 14. Okay. I, but you, you said a lot of right things there. I think that, you know, all, all the things you said about the Bucs, uh, uh, offensive line issues, certainly that's the number one thing that scares me, right? How awesome is Mike Evans still? I know he's still good. How good is he? Uh, those are things I question. I know the Buccaneers' defense is going to be good, but it is going to be good enough to where it can carry a average offense or or a unit that's below average. To, I, I'm not sure that it can, and I am going to give the Brian Flores bump on that side of the ball. And of course, Kirk Cousins being in the second year in the Kevin O'Connell system and all that. I, I, I'm oddly, for whatever reason, going to keep this one a little closer. Right, I think the Vikings are win, but for some reason, I think the uh, the, the Buccaneers cover. Hey, cover. I'm going to go cover. I'm going to go 24-20 Vikings in this one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And look, it's just one late touchdown. I, I that's know. The that's thing. what's that's crazy the thing about, about these, NFL and betting. About all these. I know. One touchdown here, one touchdown there, and everything goes up in smoke. Titans at the Saints. New Orleans, a three-point favorite over Tennessee. I bet Mike Vrabel's not happy about that. The over/under is 41. First game for Derek Carr in New Orleans. Ryan Tannehill starting what likely will be his last year as the starter. Derrick Henry wanting to prove to everyone that running backs still have value. Who do you like? So this is, to me, one of the more intriguing matchups. First off, I think everybody, even including myself, are maybe sleeping on the Tennessee Titans here a little bit. Uh, I'm a believer in Vrabel, I think, just as you are. I still think they're going to be able to run the ball, control the clock that way. Weapons at the wide receiver position is an issue. There's no doubt about that. Okay? So, like, in, in a lot of ways, and then, you know, hey, the Saints, they got a lot of things to like, too. Offensive lines, pretty damn good. Those receivers, Derek Carr and that offense, right? They're, they're trying to basically take the Raiders' offense and what he did there and bring it to New Orleans. That's why John Gruden spent so much time there. Uh, uh, the, the Titans, you know, last year defensively were not dominant or as good as we've seen. But I guess this is where I look at the Titans to go. I think they could be a pain in the ass. Vrabel, I know, knows the rules of a real, true West Coast offense. I think he's going to have a game plan here to be a real pain in the ass. And this is going to be my upset right here. I'm going to go with it here. I'm going to go 20-17 to 17 Titans on the road. Look, Are you fucking kidding me? I, I got 20 to 17. Holy shit. And you picked the Titans too? I thought this is where I, I was I don't gonna... even think it's an upset. I didn't have the spreads in front of me, but the Titans are the better team than the New Orleans Saints. I, I guess. I guess. There's, it's, you know, the Saints tough. have some buzz because they're in a division that's right, wide not open. Good. And there's kind of this, do I want to say irrational? I'll say irrational because I can't think of a better word. But it's an irrational respect for and love of 
Derek Carr, who got fired by the Raiders. Right. He got fired by the Raiders. And he's, he's in that Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff category of a guy who can take you to a certain point, but he's not going to take you where you want to go. Titans win 20-17. to 17, And that's two, two that we have the exact same score. And uh, I don't even consider it to be much of an upset. 49ers, two-point favorites at Pittsburgh. Over under a 41-and-a-half. Nick Bosa is back. Mike Tomlin, the coach of the Steelers, was wise to assume they were going to see Nick Bosa. He compared the situation to T.J. Watt. The difference was Watt was in the building. Watt got his contract. Watt kicked ass right out of the gates. Does Nick Bosa contribute to an ass-kicking by the 49ers of a Steelers team that was underrated and is now in danger of being overrated? So many people are on the Steelers' bandwagon. (laughs) Yeah, this is uh, my favorite 1 o'clock matchup by far. You know, it's two psycho coaches with a whole bunch of psycho players that love hitting each other and being the bullies on a football field. So I, I think this is going to be can't-miss TV. You know, I, I look at this in a lot of ways and think, you know, the Steelers have a lot of the, the right formulas to, you know, annoy a Kyle Shanahan offense, right, with uh, the way they move pre-snap, they disguise things, they do some things that are a little bit – you know, out of the ordinary as compared to most defenses in football it can be very hard to game plan for that. You know, I look at the other side of the ball and go, Pittsburgh also does another thing that can be annoying to the 49ers. You've heard me say this in the past. I think if you're going to beat the 49ers, you've got to be willing to throw the ball down the field and outside the numbers a little bit. We saw Patrick Mahomes do it last year when he played the 49ers because that's about the only ass spot on the field they're going to give you. They take away the medium range throws, the middle of the field a lot. Now, Pickett can throw the ball outside the numbers into what you just said. They got some receivers out there that can win those type of matchups on the outside. Ray Orton, new defensive coordinator there. This is a toss-up game. I've gone back and forth with this one. I'm going to go with the 49ers to win this. As much as I'm a little scared being on the road, long grass, which will slow them down a little bit, I'm going to go 49ers 20-17. to And I assume that you meant to say Steve Wilkes, the new defensive Oh, I said, yeah, sorry. I didn't say Ray Ray Orton, my bad. Sorry, Steve Wilkes. Um, Okay, if we were going to have the same... They're both black coaches who were disrespected at one point. That's where I think I had them confused in my mind. And both both are joined in the lawsuit. Is Ray Orton in the lawsuit? I think he is. I believe he is. He may be in the lawsuit against, along with Brian Flores. Okay, so if we were going to have the same score on this one, I was just going to walk off and say, we can't do this. And, and I, I have had this feeling about the Steelers and you accuse me of being a closet Steelers fan. You are. I do have my terrible towel, but trust me, when I grew up, I was not a Steelers fan. One of the longest days of my life was Super Bowl nine when the Steelers beat the Vikings, but this is Heinz field or whatever it's called. Now the Steelers can match the 49ers with physicality and they intensity. Can. They can. It is a game that the NFL should not have burned at 1 o'clock Eastern on the first Sunday of the season. I respect them for doing it. It should have been standalone, a Thursday night game, a Sunday night game, a Monday night game. It's going to be the only game out of the eight, other than Vikings-Bucks, that I'm really like, oh, i got to see what's going on there. But this is just pasta and meatballs. I mean, if I it's hear the first you. week of the season, I've I had pasta and meatballs since the Super Bowl. It's well, time for some pasta and meatballs. It is, it is. And traditionally, the 49ers are not necessarily always the fastest starting team. That's, that's what scares me, too. So I know you're going Steelers, but Steelers, by how much? 24-23. Okay. By one. By one. Close game, down to the wire, field goal, so or you're a missed extra the needle point. Again some fluky, here. crazy thing. Right. It's going to be a great game, not too high scoring, but exciting down to the wire. And this may just be me hoping to have a great game to start the season. I mean, we don't want to be bored week one. We want exciting games. We want to be standing up, not just edge of our seat, on our feet, 
locked into how these games are playing out as uh, the 1 o'clock games come to a conclusion. As we come to the conclusion for the 1 o'clock games, Cardinals at the Commanders. The Commanders are seven-point favorites over the worst team in football. Sorry, Cardinals fans. It's the truth. The over-under is 38. That's the lowest of the week. By how many points do the Commanders beat the Cardinals? I'm taking the Commanders. I think the Commanders are another one of those teams that's kind of wild-card team in this whole you know, playoff picture, whatever you want to talk about. They have the talent to be a playoff football team. They have a quarterback who has yet to play under the bright lights or deal with any pressure, and that's what we want to see. But am I excited about Eric Bieniemy and the match with the commander's offense and talent they have around them? I think they improved their O-line, right? The Cardinals, they have a pretty good secondary. But after that, you know, I don't sit here and go, ooh, there's a lot to worry about on their front seven or anything there. So I don't see that being an issue for the commanders as they get this new O-line situated. And then on the other side of the ball... You know, I don't the quarterback situation, just the Cardinals in general this offseason. I don't know. I don't believe in them there. And I think that the Commanders, they got a talented D. They got some dudes over there. I'm going to go I'm going to go uh Commanders here 28-13. I've got Commanders 20-20-20-28-10. So we're in the same Holy ballpark. Shit. You said 28-13? Yeah. yeah, so That's scary. I, I I take one less field goal or I take a field goal away from the the Cardinals. I just I don't want this to become a thing. I just don't believe in Jonathan Gannon. I really don't. And, and should we be surprised that a dysfunctional team makes a bad coaching hire? D- did they make a great coaching hire with Cliff Kingsbury? No. Right? Do they have a history of making great coaching hires? No. They kind of had Bruce Arians fall into their laps at a time when no one else wanted him and should have. But everything I see and hear from Gannon, there was an article in The Athletic yesterday about him trying to justify what happened at the end of the Super Bowl and how they gave up those two plays where you saw it coming that they couldn't handle right. motion and right. he acted like everything was fine, so we got to take a break. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. That's they where I am on the Cardinals. Around them it's right going to be a bad year for the Cardinals. They're setting Get it up for next to year. It. I'm going to be picking against the Cardinals every single week. You can take that to the bank when we come back the four o'clock games from the first Sunday this season including Belichick Bill as a home underdog against the Eagles Philadelphia more PFTPM and Chris Sims unbuttoned right after this around any corner within every battle and with the dawn of each new day the threat of the unexpected the unpredictable and the unrelenting lies in wait but Marines will always be there They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. 
Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. We're back. The Joint Mega Picks podcast week one for the 2023 season. We've made it through the Thursday game, all the one o'clock Eastern games on Sunday. Now the four o'clock games, and there is a cluster of them. There are five of them. This is one of the weeks where I think both Fox and CBS have a 425 p.m. Eastern game because they of that do. extra week in the season right. now. So some great games in that late window. Let's start with Packers-Bears. That was the Thursday night opener four years ago we when were it was there. the NFL's 100 season. Right. And a lot of questions for both teams. Packers with Jordan Love. Bears in year three for Justin Fields. Who do you like in that one? Yeah, th- this is interesting. You know, Bears, it, it's, a, it's a totally different team than what we saw last year. They got a lot of new guys on the defensive side of the ball. You know, the offensive side of the ball, the big thing is just, hey, Justin Fields, what's he look like, right? We saw DJ Moore do some electric things. You know, Chase Claypool, where's he at in this conversation? Uh, you know, th- th- it's fair to ask. And, and listen, I'm excited about some of the potential with the Bears. I am a believer in the Packers roster and the team they have there, though. I I do think the Packers have the best roster in the NFC North. And I don't know. I just look at this here and go, I am expecting defensive struggle. I think both teams will probably try to protect their quarterbacks a little bit, uh, not let them be the overall factor of the game especially you know I think with Green Bay and Jordan Love Chicago might be a little less they might be tentative to throw the ball a ton with Justin Fields but they're going to run them for sure I'm taking the Packers I'm going to take them on the road Jordan Love's you know first start as a real starting quarterback here for the Green Bay Packers and I'm going to go 20 to 17. Are you kidding me? Well, it's not exact, but it's close. Okay. I got 21-17. Okay. Packers over the Bears. The Bears, by the way, are one-point favorites, I which know. is nothing. Flip yeah. a coin, and the over-under is 42. But this idea that Jordan Love is not going to be good because he's not Aaron Rodgers, I mean, let's, let's take a step back and think about this. This is the organization that has had a level of success for 30 years. They hit it on Brett Favre. They hit it on Aaron Rodgers. And with Jordan Love, after they wanted Justin Jefferson and he was gone, they wanted Brandon Ayuk and he was gone, the 49ers traded up to get him. Their next choice was Jordan Love, and they traded up to get Jordan Love. Why do we just assume that this organization, which has set a standard of, I don't want to say excellence, but they have been consistent contenders. They they should have more than two Super Bowl wins over the last 30 years. Right. But why do we think they did all that and disrupted their relationship with Aaron Rodgers for a guy who can't play? So I think Jordan Love is going to be fine. We saw some encouraging signs in the preseason, some variation on his, on his speed and loft in his throws Definitely. to fit the circumstances. Right. And even though Justin Fields is good for a 60-yard touchdown run every game, I think the Packers overall better than the Bears to get things started 21-17. So we're on the same page. One thing that I'm worried about a little is the health status of the two Green Bay receivers. Right? Hamstrings. Hamstrings. And I don't know if that was kind of just like, hey, day of rest thing, or if it was something significant that's like, oh, no, they're really dealing with something here. I I haven't heard enough there. But it kind of popped out of nowhere just, what, two days ago a little bit? It was just yesterday, and that's a problem. That's a problem. I saw that, and I thought, wait, Dobbs and Watson? Dobbs and Christian Watson, both of them? I think that's to our listeners, you know, pay attention to that. Keep an eye on that. Because if they can't go, then I would pick Chicago to win the game. 
because Green Bay, they need the threat of those guys outside, and Jordan Love's ability to throw some one-on-one shots down the field to kind of help them out. Are we allowed to do that? Can we do flowchart picks well, if this you know, player plays I just, this I wanna, team, if that player I just want to at least give them But a, you're right. You know, but you're right. right. You're right. And I would feel differently, too. This is one of the yeah. realities of making the picks on Thursday. Yeah. Stuff can change between Thursday and Sunday. Raiders at the Broncos. Broncos, you put them last in the AFC West. Great test right out of the gates. Broncos, three-and-a-half-point favorites with Sean Payton there as the head coach. Russell Wilson, year two. Jimmy Garoppolo, year one. The turmoil with Chandler Jones and the Raiders, like the Josh Jacobs thing. They got that worked out, and he's there. But who knows what's going to happen with either of these teams. Again, Broncos, three-and-a-half-point favorites, over-under of 44. You taking the Raiders? It, it's like it's one of those where you just go, wait, it's Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, and they're at home, and this is the unveiling of this football team, and this should they should win, right? And and you know, listen, there's some merit to that, and I of course the Broncos D we know is pretty damn good, but I don't think their front seven's at full strength, so that that you know scares me a little bit. You know, the middle linebackers they got in that defense, I'm not a huge fan of that group there. You know, I know they got, some, they got Simmons and, and Sertan in the secondary who were special. I get that. But, yeah, I'm leaning Raiders in this one. Wow. I'm leaning Raiders from just the fact of I'm a believer in their offense. I'm a believer in their offensive line. They got Josh Jacobs back in enough time to where I think he can be a real factor in the football game here. Not, not to say he's the same guy. Um, and I just think it's going to be, you know, they got to get used to Sean Payton life here a little bit. This is one of my upsets this week. I, I, I'm going to go with the Raiders winning this one 23-20. I believe that the Broncos understand and Sean Payton recognizes the importance of coming out of the gates at home with a win. They've got two games to start the season at home, Raiders and Commanders. Their only preseason game at home was against the Rams, and they kicked the shit out of the Rams. Now, I think part of it was a little wash the bad taste out of their mouth from Christmas when the Rams kicked the shit out of the Broncos. But I think it was also first home game, first time in the stadium. They don't practice in the stadium. They went in there, and I think for Sean Payton, it was imperative to kick ass and take names, and I think the same mindset applies here. He understands the importance of winning this one and winning it somewhat convincingly. I got 30-20, to the Broncos over the Raiders, to start the season. All right. Dolphins at the Chargers. Ooh, Justin Herbert and Tua Tonga-Vailoa taken back-to-back. Herbert's gotten a big contract. Tua's still got to prove himself. Tua's got to stay healthy. Chargers are three-point favorites in this one with an over-under of 51. A lot of people like the Dolphins to win the AFC East. A lot of people like them to maybe contend for the Super Bowl if Tua can stay healthy. How do things get started between the Dolphins and the Chargers? A lot of superstars on the field here. That's the first thing that, that jumps out to me. The second thing I think of right off the bat is just that the Chargers were one of those teams last year that were the first to kind of put a blueprint or something out there to go, hey, this is how you slow down this group here in Miami. Because up to that point, it had kind of been a track meet for the Miami Dolphins. Every game was just like, whoa, zoom, 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 whoa, they're, they're unstoppable, right? Now, they're not going to be able to have that wrinkle on defense and what they did here to catch the Dolphins by surprise, right? I, I'm, I'm going the Dolphins here. I think the Dolphins are arguably behind the Eagles. You could argue they're the second-best roster in football. I think McDaniel and company will be, be prepared for whatever it is that Staley threw at them last year. And um, 
I, I, you know, the newness of Kellen Moore on the offensive side of the ball, the fact that we didn't get to see them out there as a full unit, uh, J.C. Jackson not back totally, you know, healthy yet. So I'm going to go Dolphins here and in, in a somewhat high-scoring game in 31-28. We're pretty close on this one, yeah. too. Every time the Dolphins and Chargers play, I think of the Kellen Winslow sure. playoff game from before you were born. Yeah. God, that's I depressing. think I was born. That was 19. early 80s. I think it was 81. Was it 81? I think okay. it was. Well, you 82, were in diapers somewhere then. in there. Of course, you're still in diapers yeah. now, so there's no difference. <laughs> um, I got the Dolphins 28-27. <laughs> I, I just think that the Dolphins, as long as Tua is healthy, are an elite team, and we need to recognize that. With Vic Fangio, they're running the defense. Yeah. With the guys they've added, even with Jalen Ramsey out until maybe December, they still are going to be great, and they're going to have balance. And with the Chargers, it's always something – and it's just going to be one of those get into a key moment, who makes a play, who doesn't, and I think the Dolphins find a way to make a play and get the win. The Eagles at the Patriots. Welcome home, Tommy. Brady in the Gillette Stadium confines for the first time ever as a non-player. Eagles are four-point favorites. Bill Belichick was going on and on about how they don't have anybody to be the scout team, Jalen Hurts. It can't be Malik Cunningham. Nobody's got a guy that can be Jalen Hurts. Can the Patriots come up with something to neutralize Jalen Hurts and and put the Eagles at 0-1, which nobody would expect the Eagles to be. No, I, I do think the Patriots have a fighting chance here. I mean, I know we all the, – the, the Eagles, are, of course, are phenomenal. But Patriots, we, we, one, we know they're capable of pretty damn good game plans. My biggest thing with the Patriots here, though, is they do have the size on their defensive line to give them a little flexibility – to cover some other holes that the Eagles offense might, you know, pose or, or do to you there, right? So where, you know, the, the Patriots, they can put three, four D linemen in the game that are all 300 plus pounds, you know, and one or two of them are up in the 330 range. So that's where they're not going to be just blown off the ball by the Eagles. That's the, usually the first advantage the Eagles have. And of course, we know the Patriots are pretty good in the secondary. So I just don't imagine the Eagles' offense just marching up and down the field on the, field, on, on the New England Patriots. It's the other side of the ball I'm more worried about with the New England Patriots. Offensive line, we know, is a concern up there right now. You know, game breakers at receiver, kind of an issue. Are they going to be able to depend on running the ball and controlling the clock? I don't think so. So I'm going to pick the Eagles in this one. I, I'm going to go 30-24 to 24 Eagles. It's kind of a closer... You know, it's like a late field goal to yeah. win 30 to 24. 30 to 23, which is pretty damn close. Damn. I mean, we've had two right on the money and two within a point. I didn't even write down my scores, right? I kind of had. You know what? I'm doing, the, I'm doing the O's Perlman to you. That's what it is. I'm planning these You're scores. You're planning them like yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was a Fugazi. You can't do that. So no, I'm right. real. No, he's, he's Fugazi. Real. Okay, yeah. okay. All right. I know. It's crazy. I, you know, I, I've been thinking about these games for the last 10 days. I knew the general ballpark of what I was going to pick. I've been kind of going off the top of my head here with yeah. my scores. I can't believe we're this 30 close. 30-23 to 23 for me, 30-24 for you. Both of us have the Eagles winning and covering. Last game in the 4 o'clock window, Rams at the Seahawks. No Cooper Cup for the Rams, and who knows, can they keep Matthew Stafford healthy? How long is Aaron Donald going to be able to keep going? Meanwhile, the Seahawks, they feel like the arrow is pointing up. Exactly. And they're getting better. They're 5.5-point favorites. 46 is the over-under. Who do you like? No Devon Weatherspoon, right? And no Jamal Adams. That's, that's the first thing that, that Seattle won't have with them. But, I, 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 you know, I look at the Rams and go, like, uh, what, what? What is, okay, block Aaron Donald, then what? What do we have to worry about? What? Don't let Matthew Stafford throw a bomb on us. What else do we got to worry about? 
You know, I, I, again, I'm, I'm sitting here, and I have so much respect for Sean McVay. I think you know that, and anybody that listens to me knows that. But uh, I, I think there's a chance the Rams are one of the worst teams in football. And I think the Seahawks are going in the right direction. And I think they're going to be dangerous as hell on the offensive side of the ball. And I think their defense is going to be different than what we've seen the last few years here, too. I'm going to go Seahawks 27-17. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to show you the last two, but there it is. See it? Holy you cow. see it? 27-17. That's three and two others within one point. I think I, I, we need an intervention or something. This is not good. This is going to be a long year, although we do disagree on some. Yeah. 27-17, same thing. It could be worse than that. Yeah. But the Seahawks are just on a higher plane than the Rams, and the Rams are. It's the, the fall from grace by the Rams is stunning. They had the biggest collapse ever for a Super Bowl champion to the next year, and they're still paying the, the bill for fuck them picks and yeah. pay that man his right. money and Teddy KGB. We can <laughs> right. say that in this setting. Yeah, we could have said it in the other yeah. two. Now that we've got the uh, recorded disclaimer from uh, the Brits, we're good to go. Okay, uh, we got to go. We'll be back, though. Two primetime games, both at the same stadium in oh. New Jersey, not New York. Oh. Can you put New York here? It's in oh, New Jersey. Aaron Get your facts Well, he's Pete. from New York, so he wants to call everything yeah. New York. Yeah, that's what he Jersey. likes. Jersey. Forget about it. Won't be FTPM and Christian Lundbuck right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Primetime games, both at MetLife Stadium. One night it'll be MetLife, the next night it'll be JetLife. Giants hosting the Cowboys for Sunday night football. Jets hosting the Bills Monday night. Let's start with the Cowboys versus the G-Men. Cowboys are three-and-a-half point favorites. I know. I bet you're pissed that's about that. fucking disrespect. <laughs> 46 and a half is never under. All right. Oh, you're gonna, here's your chance. Show respect. Pick the Giants. Well, Tough well, guy. I do think, like, one – the Giants, they know who they are. They know how they're going to play. Their offensive line is better. They got some new weapons on the offensive side of the ball. I think all of that is exciting, right, in, in all aspects. Saquon should be ready to go. I know how good this Dallas defense is, but I think this Giants offense is going to be a notch up from what we saw. You know, week one, Dallas Cowboy offense having to deal with – you know, Wink Martindale and all they do on that side of the ball, I think that's a pain in the ass there, right? I know the Cowboys are better as a, as a football team. 
I, this is just another one where I'm going to steal, you know, your pasta and meatballs here and go with my potatoes or mashed potatoes and steak and, and my gut here. I am going to take the G-men. I, I just feel something that, hey, week one, crazy stadium, maybe a few new wrinkles in the game plan. I don't think their offensive line is going to have to be managed to such a degree like they were last year to where they couldn't even do certain things on the offensive side of the ball because they were like, wait, we can't protect this group and figure it out. I'm going to go Giants 21-17. As I was thumbing on my phone the scores and the outcomes, I put Cowboys down a couple of times, and it just didn't look right. It doesn't feel right. The Giants are better. You could adapt your O. Aaron Rodgers song to O. Darren Waller because I think he's going to be phenomenal. That's not a hot take. It's no, just reality. No, if he's, he's healthy, he's great. awesome. And they've addressed the areas where the Giants have needs. And Saquon Barkley's back, and he's focused. He's determined. He's forgotten about the whole contract thing. He knows. Go out and bust your ass, and everything else will take care of itself. Daniel Jones is going to be better in year two with Brian Dayball. And they haven't really gotten the... No, the respect. Yeah, yeah, How about yeah, a little respect Lions, over Lions. here? The Giants made it to the playoffs. The Giants won a playoff game. Yeah, they lost badly to the Eagles, but anybody who played the Eagles that round was going to lose badly. The Pretty Vikings would have lost badly. Right. Anybody would have lost right. badly. So I think the Giants win. I think they, they get the one and all. I can't believe They win the game them. as underdogs. I got 27-24 Giants over Cowboys. Okay, wow. Damn, we're both on the Giants here. I, I did not expect you to go that I just, way. The, the Cowboys got to prove it to me yeah. with... with Mike McCarthy now fully in charge of the offense. He's got to prove it to me. And they're, they just they feel a little dysfunctional. Yeah, I they, hear you there. And they always have. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why they haven't been to the NFC Championship since 1995. All right, Bills at the Jets to wrap up the week. The Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Jets, over under a 46-and-a-half. They've got to turn that stadium around in one night to go from Jets or to Giants to Jets. Do the Bills get the win as the only New York team? The yeah, only seriously. real New York team, do the Bills come in and get it done? No. I'm going with the Jets here. I just, I look at the Bills, you know I'm a little down on them compared to most. I'm scared to death. I mean, it is Josh Allen. He's one of the greatest talents we've ever seen in the history of the sport. I mean, he's, he's going to the Hall of Fame as we sit here now. He's special. So that scares me to death. But you heard me say, the Jets don't have a starting D-line. They have two starting D-lines. Uh, they got a great secondary. Their defense has the potential to be the number one defense in football. You know, I, I mean, literally, the floor to me is like f- fifth defense in football. Offensively, I, and I'm not expecting a juggernaut performance here by Aaron Rodgers, but I expect the offense, of course, to be better. He'll manage the game. He's very smart. He knows who his defense is, right? And I don't look at the Bills as being a team that, okay, we, the big question is the Jets' offensive line, right? I know the Bills think they're better on the defensive line, but, I mean, Von Miller's not playing. Oh, okay, we got Leonard Floyd. He's not even known to be a, a pass rusher that way. So, in the Jets' weakness, I don't know if the Bills have a strength there to take advantage of that weakness. And that's where I'm going to go with the Jets, 28-24. Okay, we're, we're in the same ballpark. I have a little higher scoring. And part of this is, I think, just my own wishful thinking that we have a great game to end week one. Got I got 33-30. Jets. And wouldn't that be great if that's what we get out of this one? But I went from just assuming ever since the schedule was set, the Bills would easily win. We both have concerns about the Bills. I've been calling the Bills the NFL's Jenga Tower, where it's, you know, that you slide out that that domino and it starts to wobble. And then maybe the chair is shaking a little bit or, you know, a gust of wind comes by. It just feels like it can all go down for the Bills this year and this is a high profile start to the season all the hype for the Jets 
It's going to be a test for the Bills. And it may be that the Bills hear people like us saying the Jets are going to win and they get pissed Maybe off and they come out and win. Yeah. Maybe it will. But yeah. for now, Jets 33-30. We're going to take a break. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go I was going to say, the Bills, you know, the, the big thing I keep coming back to, too, is, you know, we almost have that saying, right? If you stay, you know, you're either getting better or if you're staying the same, you're getting worse. Because others are getting that. better. And others are getting better I, if you're Exactly. Not. So the you're division's amazing. I look at them and go, what did they really do? I know they drafted Dalton Kincaid. I'm excited for him, but I don't think he's going to be like a difference maker in this game right here, right? So I, I just that's where I come back to here. There's still some questions about them, and I don't know if there's enough elite players, for, especially on Monday night, for them to beat the Jets. Bills fans don't want to hear it, but hey, somebody's got to win the games, and somebody's got to lose the games, and maybe the Bills' window on this edition of the team is closing. We're going to take a break. The show is closing down, but before we go, best bets and our one straight-up money line, can't lose, Folsom Prison Blues pick. We'll do that next here on Chris Sims Unbuttoned at PFTPM. All right, here we are wrapping up this week one edition of Chris Sims Unbuttoned and PFTPM Joint Megapix podcast. We disagree on two games straight up. We disagree on five against the spread. Here come the best bets. And look, we did poorly last year on the best bets, but we'll try to do better this year starting now. Give me one. I'm going Falcons. Falcons at home, three and a half. I don't like the way the Panthers looked in the preseason. It's a first-year quarterback, a rookie quarterback starting. I'm a believer in the Falcons. I'm going there. Commanders against the worst team in football. Washington, rollicking, happy, euphoria, ding-dong, Dan Snyder is dead. Commanders, who else? I'm going to go Ravens. I know it's 10-point favorites over the Texans, but uh, I mean, I think that's like worst case scenario for me. Uh, Ravens, also Ravens, another bad team against a play, a real playoff contender in the Ravens. Absolutely. Last one. Last one. I think I'm going to ride with the Seahawks. It's five and a half points to the Rams, but I'm going to take it. I do. I feel good about it. And, you know, the more I think about my 27-17 prediction of that game, I go, I think I maybe should have picked a bigger spread. Uh-oh. Got to take the Vikings. Bud Grant. Old uniforms, Buccaneers, who knows where they come are. Come on, the Buccaneers Vikings. drafted me. All right, give me your, come we'll, on. we'll explain next week what the Folsom Prison Blues pick is, but give me your one team that you would take, no matter what, money line, who is I'm it? I'm taking the Ravens over the Texans. I'll go Commanders. Okay. Just to be different. Cool. See you next week. Enjoy See you the next games. Week. Hopefully he's wrong. I'm right. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.